I'm Avery Arden of the Rock Candy Podcast Network, and you're listening to Blessed Are the Binary Breakers, a multi-faith podcast of transgender stories. Blessed Lent to all who observe it. I have found myself called to center this Lent around two questions. What must I let go of? To what must I hold fast? One thing I need to release, or it'll twist me into the monster some say that I am, is bitterness. But how can I help being bitter? How can I not cry out with Naomi, call me sweet no more, for I am bitter, bitter, bitter. And yet, the hemisphere in which I ground myself is bending towards the sun again. Already that southern warmth, sweet and slow as syrup, is thawing out again. And I dream of gardening. My wife and I have a new home with a little yard that could be beautiful, that we could make beautiful. We dream of moss beneath bare feet, so we do some research and order some. I spend hours over the course of several days turning the sturdy red-brown earth with a shovel, uprooting what little grass there was, preparing the land. My wife puts in stepping stones, one at a time, envisioning a path that will look so pretty with the moss grown up around it. Yesterday, I contacted my surgeon to officially cancel the hysterectomy we'd originally scheduled for January, then rescheduled for March, because we hadn't realized my insurance required two letters approving the surgery. Never mind that I can testify for myself that I've known I was trans for something like a decade, have been fully out since 2015, have jumped through the medical hoops to access top surgery and HRT already. No, they need two professionals, at least one being someone I've seen over the course of a year or more, to agree that, yeah, I am indeed trans. Okay, fine, insurance, but you're paying for these unnecessary therapy sessions and thanks for nothing. Even while I feel my indignance well up and threaten to stagnate into bitterness, I know how privileged I am, how lucky I am that this is a surgery I am able to wait another year for, that I have insurance that will hopefully let me get it at all, even if I have to jump through all their silly little hoops first. That my surgeon, my gynecologist, is fully trans-affirming and has my back, and that I haven't had to endure misgendering or disrespect from her to get the health care that I need. I remember the lies that I have been forced to tell over the years. For instance, to my first endocrinologist, who expected me to be a binary trans man and straight to boot, and whom I allowed to believe that just to make sure he wouldn't refuse to prescribe me testosterone. Should I have asserted myself, taken the risk, 
Maybe I could have opened his mind, enabling his future patients to be more open, or maybe he just would have sent me away without the health care I needed. I have to let go of my past decisions. I have to remind myself that I made them with the knowledge and resources I had available at the time. For better or worse, they are now the fallen leaves of my world, quietly transitioning into the very ground that feeds new life. The moss is scheduled to arrive this evening, but it is morning now and I take my two cats out on their leashes. They love to mosey along the side of our house, stopping to sniff every little thing, twigs and pebbles, spring's first sprouts, peeping out from the dirt as if to check that the coast is clear for them. Whenever I shave, such sprouts are always the image that pops into my mind. I think of new shoots bursting through ash after forest fires. My facial hair first started coming in only a few months after beginning HRT all the way back in 2018. But it's been at that awkward patchy stage where the only beard I can manage would be a neck beard for years. Recently, more follicles have opened. If I grew a beard now, it would be a bit more filled out. I marvel at the little changes, at how gradually this hormone reshapes me, making all the more time for the thrills that come with each small shift the euphoria that can battle bitterness like little else can. As my own gender journey has progressed, more and more bills have come out, proclaiming it a mutilation forced upon poor, confused young souls. Every week, it seems, yet another think piece comes out, blaring hate, accusing my people of destroying families, of grooming children. But also every week, I inject testosterone into my thigh in a ritual that mingles pain with gratitude, with relief, with the steadfast, unsuppressible glow of trans joy. As gradual as a forest after fire, that joy only grows in spite of everything. The cats have made it to the front stoop. As they soak their fur in liquid sunshine, I listen to news from Tennessee. The governor has confirmed, shocking no one, that he plans to sign House Bill 9 into effect, which pretends that all drag is sexual and therefore indecent for public venues. The bile rises in my throat as I am reminded that they see our mere existence as lewd, perverted, inappropriate for children. They fear us as one ought to fear the plague. We show their children what gender could be, the creativity and joy of self-expression, and that contaminates the sterile safety of the binary, weakens the rigid walls that keep us all in our designated tombs. How dare we roll back the heavy stones, let fresh air and new ideas in. They won't stop till they've buried us all. The bitterness rises in me so heavy I could choke on it. Meanwhile, a plump bumblebee hums around Flapjack's head, circles the shrubbery just starting to send forth its small white buds, and buzzes towards me, investigates the soil under my nails. She brings a smile to my face, and I admire her persistence, 
She won't heed any admonitions that it's a little early for flowers. She will seek until she finds. I listen to drag performers of Tennessee proclaim their defiance, even in the face of their own distress. And my bitterness is washed away in a wave of love and pride for our people, the gender rebels and creative lovers, the boundary erasers and binary breakers who have always existed and always, always will. Here, let me share a clip from drag performer Bella Duval, and you'll hear what I'm talking about. This will make public pride illegal this year. Now, if you don't know, we've been having public drag in Tennessee for over 50 years, and pride began to commemorate the events of Stonewall. Back in Stonewall, we weren't allowed to do drag. It was criminalized. And so what happened when the cops came in and tried to beat us down? We picked up them bricks and sent them packing. The original Pride was a riot. And if this year we need to remind them that we will fight for our liberation. We will raise our bricks high again and let them know that we will not go quietly. I may need your help with legal fees because mama ain't quit and I'll get arrested. I don't care, somebody's gotta be first, we'll sue the state, but whatever happens, we are queer people. We are very strong, and we will rise. For the first time, I notice a violet peering up from a nest of dead dry leaves. I don't know whether bumblebees can feed on violets, but it certainly nourishes me. Violets, a queer flower, since Sappho wove them into crowns to place on other women's heads thousands of years ago. Some people treat these wild violets as weeds, sullying their bland empires of grass, and seek to uproot them, but I've always had a particular fondness for the flowers that get called weeds. Plus, these violets are prolific, persistent little things. You won't rid the world of them anytime soon. Bella Duval made another speech, expanding on the first, clarifying that their call was not to arms, but to action. That drag queens, the trans community, and our supporters will try every possible mode of action that we can before throwing bricks. But if you back us up against a brick wall, and bricks are all we have left, we will throw them. Please, tell them that we have to take care of this now, because if they don't, us with only one option. They get the bricks. They go all the way back to fucking Stonewall and had the brick is not a weapon. It is a fucking holy symbol. It is a divine focus through which I call upon the names of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. It is a reminder that we will, if pushed to the wall and forced to, we will not surrender our liberties willfully. We will fight for our liberation. The brick is not a threat. It is a promise.
The brick is a holy symbol. Amen. Our remembrance of what we have been pushed to, and our defiant cry against annihilation. Amen. Call that violence if you must, even while you ignore the violence enacted against us day in and out. But I call that survival. I call that holy resistance. Resistance? Rebellion? Resilience? These are things we get good at because we must. But as the sun's warmth caresses my bare shoulders, oh, I look forward to the day we don't have to resist anymore. We can all simply rest. The bumblebee buzzes around the bush again, investigating the small white buds, but they aren't ready for her yet. She moves on, but I imagine she'll be back, checking in on their progress as days and weeks go by. I'm not sure what kind of plant this bush is. I upload some photos to iNaturalist, an app that helps identify plants. It suggests it might be something called osmanthus, from the Greek fragrant flower. If that's the case, I look forward to smelling that fragrance for myself. But maybe that's not what this plant turns out to be. I'm fine with that too. For now, I love it for its potential, for the mystery it presents me. I have been pondering my own part in the movement towards rest, justice, and wholeness for all of us. To what must I hold fast? What should I prioritize to yield as much good fruit as I can? Not just for those like me, but especially those even more vulnerable than I. I think of the Sunday school classes I led to help cultivate conversation about trans issues at my home church in Alabama. And I think about the workshop I held at a College Age Montreat conference in January, inviting those who attended to explore the diversity of gender throughout the Bible, to dig past the hate and misinformation that bigots have spread over scripture till we uncover the truth of God's good news for gender diverse folk. I bask in the memory of the energy, the wisdom that thrummed through that room as people of all genders shared their responses, their stories, their ideas. I like to think that the knowledge I share is important, fruitful. I hope it fuels further imagination and action. As I use this Lenten season to discern how best to share the knowledge I gather, I'm trying out some new ways. For instance, I'm posting daily short videos on my social media with reflections, poems, bits of history, and so on. I also hope to start making more YouTube videos again, including longer format video essays compiling the scholarly works I've read on queer and disability theologies, intersectionality, and more. I feel like I'm onto something when I think about sharing the knowledge that I've had the time and privilege to cultivate. But then I also remember encounters with people who did not want to learn, or who wielded their supposed knowledge as a weapon to batter me and those I love. 
times I've let myself be lured into conversation, only to realize after spending too much of my precious time and energy that the person wasn't really open to new perspectives. And the bitterness, bitterness, bitterness seeps in. When the hand extended in hope, in help, in love, is struck one too many times, it curls into a fist that won't easily open again. But I can't hold a trowel, can't scoop out little pockets in the soil, can't tuck away the seeds with hands clenched into fists. I must let go of bitterness. I can be angry, I can be hurt, but I will channel the hurt, the anger, the pain into beauty. The steak you jab me with is just the very thing for a beanpole, thank you. Swords into plowshares and all that. So let us dream a garden together. Let us dream of impossible lushness and fragrance and variety. Let us imagine all the thorns that choke, broken down into fertile soil. Let us imagine concrete cracked and burst open by garish green and lawns exploded into blossoms every color of the rainbow. And let's get digging.